This episode was created on unceded Coast Salish territories of the Lekwungen and Wissanik people. CFUV has been around for over 30 years. In that time, we have worked with many radio hosts, all with their own unique experiences and stories. I'm setting out to find how CFUV has affected its community and to get an inside story on CFUV's DJs. I'm Max Monday, and this is Behind the Mic. Today I am interviewing Georgie, who has Title Zone as a show. When you started at the station in 2001, Georgie, it only took you three months to go from walking through the doors of CFUV to having your own show. Yep. How was it that you got through your training so quickly? It was 2001, so the training wasn't as rigorous, shall we say, as <laughs> thorough as as, <laughs> as it is now. But I sort of informally trained by being with on-air hosts, but I had some training in the, you know, in Studio One, mm-hmm. and soon I just made a demo tape and on it went. Mm-hmm. It, it just seemed to work that way. Uh, you know, I, I think we, at that point, we did have tests, a te- you know, a written test, a technology test, but it wasn't quite as, as strong a training as, as now, I think. What was the hardest part of training back then? Well, f- it was the whole idea, if you think about it, of walking in to a radio station and you become the radio station, right? The fact that you have these boards and you have to completely control everything that's going on there. So it's a it's a bit psychologically daunting, the fact that all of a sudden you're going to be in charge and you could make colossal, brilliant public mistakes, right? That sort of thing. heard of being a radio host at CFEV was when someone from the Skookum Folk Collective announced at a folk show that CFEV was looking for hosts. Is that correct? Something like that, yes. It was a, at a concert, I think, mm-hmm. at the... at the Vic- uh, Yes, it was at the Victoria Folk Club, a concert. And someone in the intermission on stage mentioned that you could become a radio host at CFEV. You're an honorary member of the Skookum Folk Collective. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means that um, that I met all those people years ago, and they were part of part of my uh, training and initiation into CFUV. You know, I sat in on, on some of their radio shows, but I decided that I didn't want to do just a folk show, mm-hmm. right? I didn't want to restrict myself, so I, I I do a completely eclectic, open-ended show, right? I can play anything I want. I didn't want to restrict myself in any way. Though the folk shows uh, are very interesting because they're all completely different from one another. Mm-hmm. All the all the different folk hosts have uh, different uh, music that they like and uh, different styles of presentation. So, so they're very diverse, and the folk world is very diverse. But I really wanted to be able to play, you know, punk if I wanted, or <laughs> jazz if I wanted, or pop if I want, you know, anything I want. And, and that's what I do. Okay. And um, what does it feel like to be invited into that community as an honorary member? Well, well they're my friends, right? So, <laughs> so it feels very good. Uh, we have regular, we do have regular meetings, you know, regular potlucks, not meetings, but, uh, social meetings, yeah. potlucks. But uh, we often discuss radio and 
and we discuss music, you know, all sorts of things. Because folk is also one of the genres I am interested in, but it's not the only one, right? Georgie has hosted Tidal Zone since 2001, and she sticks to certain themes during her broadcast. Themes are, um, they're often triggered by a, a new song or two. Mm-hmm. And I'll think, oh, that's kind of fun, and I'll just explore it. So some shows I do many themes, like you know, I'll just play, play like three song sets. But sometimes a, a theme will be major, and I'll play twelve songs to do with that theme, and they could be anything from, um, you know, dogs <laughs> to summertime to whatever. Uh, last uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got, I was so outraged by what was going on in the states that I played, I think, a six song anti gun set. You know, like sort of smart-alecky songs about going down to the gun sale at the church, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, So I did an anti-gun set because, an anti-kill set, because it just felt like it was time to do that. Yeah. And and so uh, the artists varied from really strong, powerful, uh, shouty kind of things to uh, folk, you know, but it was that whole thing. So... So I do themes every week, mm-hmm. but but they do vary all the time, and they're from as I say, sometimes serious and s- often quite frivolous, right? Or I try to make at least half my show women artists, because I think, generally speaking, they're underplayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that there are so many talented women artists, and they don't get played on many, you know, not even on some of our programs, they don't get played a lot, right? And certainly in the mainstream media, I think that would be a truth, right? I go through it all. Like when we, when we had all the CDs, I would go through all the CDs, right? And then now I'm going through all the new music that we're getting on iTunes because that's the way I discover stuff, right? I've discovered all sorts of people I didn't know about before because I go through it. And I, I have a feeling sometimes I play things that nobody else on the station has ever played. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably give some bands their only play on the radio mm-hmm. because you know they're often very obscure or unknown to people. Um, where do you do that? Do you do that at the station mm-hmm. or do you do that at home? No, at the station. Okay. I do it at the station, yeah. Huh. I go through it all. That's super cool. Yeah, every week. <laughs> for hours so that's another one of the kind of things I've done to make my life a little bit more complicated yeah <laughs> I have met over the years one or two other people who do that mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if they go through everything but they go through most things certainly but I do I try everything yeah. you know like occasionally I was I was really amused this week I was looking at the charts for this week and two of the uh the the loud sound which is unusual I don't tend to play it really loud stuff you know because it's six to eight in the morning i mean you don't want to give people heart attacks <laughs> though i have played punky things but but i actually had two of the bands <laughs> on the loud charts i had played and i thought that was quite amusing because i have I, i've sort of covered almost all the you know i cover all the genres in, in some way along with female artists Georgie puts an emphasis on playing new releases for the station. Why is it important to play new stuff? Because, well, I'm not particularly into nostalgia, for instance, right? I, 
like the golden oldies. I mean, I, I occasionally play golden oldies. You know, if it, they fit into a theme that I'm doing. I'll play stuff from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever's going. But, but, I th- uh, and, but I find that there's so many artists now who are doing exciting, all sorts of exciting music. And I, I like to, uh, both uh, older artists, you know, who are doing new recordings, but also brand new ones, you know, young, young ones who've just gotten together and formed a band, mm-hmm. you know, and, and decided that they want to explore some sort of musical style. Uh, sometimes, for instance, old-timey music, which I find quite intriguing, right? All these 20-year-olds playing, you know, banjos and <laughs> mandolins and all the sorts of things. So uh, I, I think that's really important. And I think it's exciting. It makes for a vibrant culture mm-hmm. as well in, in Canada. And we're, I think in Canada, we're very blessed with so much talent, so much musical talent, right? So many phenomenal uh, writers, uh, singers, musicians, everywhere. You know, I'm, I'm struck by that. So I'd like to give them some voice. For CFUV's 25th anniversary, Georgie was given the task of compiling content for a documentary on the station's history. I remember volunteering because I thought this would be a really fun project, and at the end I discovered I seem to have been the only real volunteer on the project. So, so it was a, a quite a big task, uh, though I did have help once I had re- done all the interviews and done all the editing. I did have help with uh, various people from the station, you know, syncing in the music and doing the final kind of sound balance yeah. stuff because that was beyond my technical expertise, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was really exciting. I, l- I loved talking to people because I was talking to people from the station from the first station manager and to various people over the years and I had talked to people in the present station you know present day as well Mm -hmm. and it was just so exciting to to hear about the early days of the station it was a wonderful opportunity to talk to people who all shared the the common passion for CFUV right who who loved music who loved spoken word who loved what we do here right who loved the community of the radio. I heard so many good stories. One of the f- fun ones was a chap who's, I think I may mentioned that to you before, he's now in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was here as a grad student. He and his friends were doing like a two o'clock in the morning show, uh, and uh, they were really doing a strong political anti-Socred at the time show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they were really getting a lot of fun out of making fun of you know the the young socrates on campus until and then they got visited by a group of them <laughs> right there on the show on the air and i guess it was quite of an interesting interesting few moments right some fun stories included the early our early uh, transmission towers were pretty you know not terribly solid or something yeah. and one of the early station people talking about having to go out in a windstorm onto the top of one of the buildings here at U of and trying to tie down the transmitter <laughs> so, so we, could, we could continue broadcasting. <laughs> or even stories such as early days when they were first broadcasting uh, and, and the excitement when they f- first managed to broadcast to campus, like people in residence could hear the radio station yeah. and how exciting that was, right? So all those... All those sorts of anecdotes, right? And on the day you caught that plane, I heard from some old loves again, a phone call through a Georgie has a special place in her heart for CFUV's fun drive, which happens every spring. 
She notes that there is no time better than Fundrive to bring the community of CFUV together. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's people sort of working out of their individual mode. You know, I usually, f for, for me, for instance, I do my show. I'm here early in the morning. Uh, the only person I usually see when I leave is the host that comes in after me, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have very little interaction. A lot of people on the weekends, for instance, only see their hosts on either side of their shows. You, you don't tend to, ha you know, you don't tend to, or night, night hosts would have the same thing, right? You don't have the same sense of things. And so during Fun Drive, there's much more a sense of, uh, there, there's, there's lots of activity, there are people here, mm -hmm. uh, there's staff here, there are supervisors, there are phone people. But also I think it's, it's uh, everyone working together for the good of the station. And uh, as, as I, I mentioned to you, I think, the, I, I've often been struck by, you hear brand new radio hosts, you know, people who haven't been on air for very long, and they do the most marvelous pitches for Fun Drive. You know, like just speaking so sincerely and so s strongly about what the station has meant to them or why it's so important for uh, listeners to share, yeah. you know, to, uh, in the support of the station. And I, I just find the whole thing very, I mean, it's exhausting, right? <laughs> Everyone works so very hard. But on the other hand, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a very exciting time because it really does get everyone working towards the station and interacting with other people that they wouldn't normally interact with, right? Meeting more of the, uh, of the CFUV community. I got a bean on the plate waiting to take a I got a brother on my In your opinion, how does CFUV help develop a sense of community for its volunteers? We have a... Uh, in Alyssa, we have a very good, uh, you know, a volunteer coordinator. I know that, and she's—I think she's very good at bringing people together and getting volunteers to feel comfortable in the station. Uh, I think that's very much part of it. I think it's really important. Uh, that's what I was thinking in terms of fun drive as well. You get brand new volunteers who are doing their volunteer hours, and they come in to to person the phones, right, to answer the phones for all the thousands of calls we hope to get. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, but they're there, and they're, you know, they're meeting all sorts of people, and it's a very friendly atmosphere where they interact with staff, and other programmers, uh, people from the public, you know, listeners who come in to bring us money and mm -hmm. get, pick up their uh, gifts in the gift room, that sort of stuff. So, so I think that, that part of it is very important. And I know, I know uh, Randy, who's just res recently left as station manager, was very anxious over the years to get more, more students and more women involved. And I think that's the mandate that Donnie has and uh, Alyssa has. You know, I think that's part of the mandate of the station is to get more involvement from uh, er lots of people. You know, like CFUV has a stalwart group of community members, some of whom have been here for 20 six, 27, 28 years. Mm -hmm. Some of them have been here right from the beginning of the station. So they're, they're very solid and they're very dedicated and committed to the station. But it's so important to have different people coming in as well, right? Bringing in new visions, new music, new ideas, new documentary, uh, you know, talk topics. Um, lots of young people. I, I love, I have to say, for me, that's one of the things I really enjoy because CFUV gives me a place to interact with people of all ages, right? And I really like interacting with students 
for instance. You know, it just kind of keeps me more in tune with what's going on in the world. I, you know, I think that's important. And, and so I think CFUV is very good at that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, sort of mixing up all the different, all the different uh, ages, different kind of interests, all, all those things that people bring to the station. Georgie is a true gem at CFUV. She makes a point to showcase unheard bands on Tidal Zone, and she gives her all during Fun Drive to keep her beloved community thriving. Our last track today is called Somebody's Song by The Heirlooms. After all is said and done, a good life is all you can hope This episode of Behind the Mic included a conversation with Georgie, host of Tidal Zone, which airs on Mondays from 6 to 8 a.m. For more episodes of Behind the Mic, check out your favorite podcast provider or visit soundcloud.com slash CFUV. Get my hair cut.